the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. It's time, Jerry. It's time. There we go. I don't know. You're looking at stuff, talking to us. Hey, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Uh, it's we're here at Millburgers at 1604 on Verde Road. Another beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, but you know, I thought of something yesterday. I was reading a book. Oh, oh. I know. People didn't think I he could. He thought of something, and he's reading a book. <laughs> oh, ooh, that's scary. <laughs> after after I got you know, I was exhausted afterwards after 15 minutes of thinking and reading. But you know, they were talking about this idea of there are people who um, they were kind of talking about how people needed to. I'm not sure. This is going to sound more negative than it is, but you know that were that kind of saw difficulties in everything. They they look at the sky and they only see the clouds. And I thought, well, what's wrong with clouds? You can't see clouds today. Clouds are good. <laughs> we, we need clouds. So you can't e- see clouds today. Even though there are no clouds, no, there are. There's not even any haze. And look at your flags. Yeah, they're flying. You got a little bit of a breeze going. So it's a beautiful day here. Uh, even on the porch, it's uh, it's not, it's not hot, not it's, uh, but it's comfortable. Oh yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, you got so, on short sleeve shirts. I no do. Shorts. I'm very comfortable. That looks. Oh, you're not, you're not a little cool, huh? No, I'm fine. I, <laughs> I can, I can. Uh, yeah, the I, sweatshirt I would be more comfortable. Oh, okay. Now, I probably could have gotten away with a sweatshirt. Yeah. A lot of people here have sweatshirts and and shorts on, but anyway, all right. They're not sweating. No, you're not. They're keeping warm even up top. They, even though they got sweatshirts on. I don't know. Uh, look, look at the uh, Cappy and her sidekick there. They, uh, it looks like they maybe they're staying out of range. No, they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. 210-308-8867 or come on by Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. Again, you can call us 210-308-8867. we got a lot of calls at the end of the show, <laughs> so I encourage you to... Uh, well, to they call have to now. Think about it. They well, and I feel bad because we had a lot of calls and we couldn't. There was that one woman. She had a lot of good questions, but I I knew we had to stop because we had two more people after her, and so uh, so well, yeah, it's better to call early where we can spend some time with you. Yeah. What what threw me was she uh, said she liked liked the Shirley Johnson. <laughs> you know, Shirley's, uh, Shirley's still alive. She called me. You and last Shirley. Week. I heard. 
Yeah. And this wasn't a seance. Just yeah. to let you know you were and this still wasn't going a, strong. This wasn't a seance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, they were calling to tell me when the funeral was going to be. Yeah. But uh, it was Shirley herself. And so it wasn't her funeral. So she was just checking in to make sure you understood she was okay. Yeah. She well, was, I, just I, checking I, I suppose Iris gave her a report that you were still alive, <laughs> and she just wanted to verify it. So. You know, when, Ca- when Calvin came. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he he's not a, not a real likable guy. Calvin? There's only a couple. His mama and me are about the only ones. Calvin's likable. But anyway, he he was a pleasant uh, relief after Greg Grant. No. And because Greg, <laughs> I'm guessing y'all, you two had different communication styles. <laughs> I, I was, t- I always told Greg they have a, a Monday morning uh, staff meeting, and I would always tell Greg, I said, go in there, and shake your head, and agree, and keep your mouth shut, which uh, is almost impossible. That's for Greg not Greg's to do. style. And so, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't work, but. Two or three sessions, and he came in one day. <laughs> he came in one day, red as a beet. Shirley Johnson came by, and she was mad as hell, red as a beet. Mm. I said, Greg, what in the hell did you say? Do not make Shirley angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> and, and Greg said, I was just helping them try to work out the uh, the secretary deals. Uh, the secretary oh. allotments, oh. and so he he raised his hand. They were talking about what, how to how to allocate the secretary of time, and so Greg says, <laughs> "Oh dear." Greg says, "Well, Jerry and I can share a secretary, and uh, and." Uh, and Shirley doesn't need but a, a quarter of a time, a oh. quarter of a, a secretary. Yeah. Because she doesn't do much anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what could possibly go wrong after making that statement? <laughs> All right. I said, Greg, what did I tell you? <laughs> Shut the hell up. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> so Calvin, Calvin was more diplomatic. Yeah. I can Greg imagine. Greg was just trying to help get the meeting of Uh-huh, Sure. I can see that. All right, 210-308-8867. Let's talk some gardening at 210-308-8867. What else is going on, gentlemen? What? what, what? Well, we talked about yesterday uh, uh, Calvin's article. Mm-hmm. And he talks about uh, fall plants that are blooming, that are blooming. And uh, he mentions uh, fall aster, mint marigold, <laughs> Don't make me hit you, Milton. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, Audience, I did nothing. I don't, he just wants to hit me. I wonder, and uh, Greg, I mean, uh, Trey said that they had some Mexican flame vines. Yeah. Now that, I wonder if they're blooming. I think they are. They are? Okay. Yeah, it, I was it, trying to remember. I, it only blooms in the fall. Yeah. And bo- it, it starts blooming kind of slowly, but now it's in full, yeah, full yeah. bloom. Oh yeah. I haven't. I didn't see where they mo- moved it. I mean, usually it's over there, and you could <laughs> you could see the blooms yeah. because of the yeah, how bright they are. The first time I saw it, where it was in front of uh, 
that pl- that, that native plant type place over at nursery over in uh, New Braunfels. Uh, was with John Fannick, and we pulled up to the <laughs> pulled up to that the front of the establishment, uh-huh. and I jumped out of the car with my camera. I said, "Holy hell, what is that? I'd never seen one in full bloom like that." And uh, John told me what it was, of course. And uh, <laughs> where, I, where I first noticed them was at Schultz House. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. They had planted them, kind of. I think a couple against the building with a little trellis, but gosh, what a, a showy little plant that yeah. was. And uh, I said, John, why would you, they always told me good plants to propagate. And he said, well, it only blooms in the fall. It's spectacular when it blooms, but it only blooms in the fall. And so that kind of shot it down. But uh, anybody that's had uh, Mexican flame vine, uh, uh, and out where the deer are, give us a call and uh, see if the deer, yes. tell us if the deer are eating. Is that the one we were asking about yesterday, yeah. same one? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. We, we, it was one of the, though, it was during that period when we were, had all those calls, so we yeah. really didn't get, Yeah. You know, we were getting to going to a break. We didn't get a, <laughs> a chance to, to make real clear what we were after. All right, so we need a flame vine report. Yeah, as yes. to whether you're if you live in a deer neighborhood, also uh, do they eat them or not? As long as they're doing that too, uh, I have questions about the Duranta. Now we we, we Thoralis, we know the deer don't eat. Uh, I suspect they eat at that Duranta, but I don't. Yeah, I, th- my, I think they do. Mine is inside the fence, so it's got I don't yellow. Know. Uh, the reason I know they eat it. <laughs> It's because I think we planted some over at Forest Apples in in Hollywood Park. And uh, he said they ate the, you know, they have yellow berries. Yeah. And uh, the deer ate the foliage one day, one time, and came back and finished off the berries the second time. Oh, wow. It's one of those berries and plants. Yeah, of course, the booms are spectacular. They're purple or they're white, but... Berries very, are very attractive. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and they're the right size for the birds and everything, but they don't seem to be a favorite of the birds. It's just like your mm-hmm. your, your deer came back, kind of an <laughs> afterthought. The birds the same way. They, they'll eat the the berries at the end of the winter, but it's yeah. not, not something they would pa- pass on the hollies or anything yeah. to get at. I think they call it golden showers, don't they? Or maybe the, maybe the they bears do. were the ones with the bears. And of course it was named in honor of Jimmy Duranta. A lot of people don't know that mountain. No, I, I, I think they'd be hard-pressed to find that information <laughs> any He's other got, place I, than here. I thought he was going to say something about the going potty or something. Uh, no. <laughs> And also, I, would, Don't encourage I was him. wanting to bring up uh, Don't encourage him. that uh, Salvia coccinea uh, is blooming now, and uh, Kevin mentions that. That's one of my favorites. Uh, it's in it's in almost every uh, mix, Central Texas mix, yeah. or Oklahoma yeah. mix, and it uh, blooms over a long season and blooms in the sun and the shade. You're right. I was trying to I was trying to uh, remember. It's a per, uh, if it was a perennial or just reseeded every year. You get, you well, uh, that coccinia right there on the ground floor, the ground, is red, 
and the the coccinia that you're thinking about that blooms in the shade, I think it's called uh, coccinia too. Oh, but that, that. That, I thought Greg, that. yeah, is that Greg? Yeah, Greg, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, all all red in in salvias comes from coccinia. Huh. As, a, as a you know what source. coccinia means, Milton? Red. Ah. Uh-uh. In which language? <laughs> I didn't know that. French. I mean, Latin? Spanish. Well, maybe it is Latin. I, I don't, don't know. know. What oh, would your old Latin uh, teacher say? Oh, she'd be upset. That's what, that's what slapped me in the head. When she'd I be upset that. with you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. But, uh, but it's a good, a good plant. Once, The reason I think of it as a perennial is because almost, the pattern of the regrowth. Yeah. Even when you mow it, it it's almost exactly the same, you know. The, these yeah. six feet. It, yeah. <laughs> and then next year, there's that same six feet. I think it comes back from seed and. Yeah, sort of like our uh, horse herb. Yeah. But not nearly as pretty as no. a horse herb. Well, I bet Evelyn might like Coxinia. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I can tell, I don't think. Uh, horse herbers are favorite, but uh, oh yeah, she, she's falling in love with that. Is that right? Yeah. After Calvin found the butterflies that feed on it, and hummingbirds and bees and everything loves loves horse Who knew? Even <laughs> Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn is getting walking to the phone angry now. She's kind of trying to calm down, and then. As we're speaking of Evelyn, we still got some. Uh, yeah, I got a. I bought uh, some yesterday. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> There's not very many left. No. The lower bush petunia, and I was showing Milton the little seed pods uh, mm-hmm. that That's are cool. developing. Yeah. Every every bloom every bloom on that thing produces a seed pod. Uh, or I said a seed. Yeah, I guess it's called a pod. Yeah, but it's more than one seed. Yeah, it's just full of full of seed. So I was worried uh, that these were coming so late that uh, they wouldn't have time to reseed. But with all those pods on there developing, and this is just first. Yeah, it sounds like we're we're back talking about monarchs. (laughs) They're coming so so late; it's going to be difficult for them to. Get down there to the uh, wintering ground. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that's what was in Calvin's article, and it was a good article. Uh, and uh, you got, they got pretty, a pretty picture of a, is that a sulfur uh, butterfly on there? Yeah, that was a good question that woman had yesterday on the winter and fall pollinators plants. You, you mentioned the lantana. I mean, you, you you tied it back to your article, which was good. Yeah. I don't remember her. What was what was the issue? <laughs> she wanted color, fall color, for that the pollinators would like too. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, you know, Jerry and I, gosh, we've almost made a career out of uh, giving a presentation on twelve mo- twelve months it's of color. color. Yeah. And you you know it doesn't take much of a vari- variation on the, that presentation to emphasize uh, plants that are uh, are favorites of pollinators. Oh yeah. So you you know and and it's it's a good idea here in uh, 
San Antonio, just like we mentioned yesterday, that they're their pollinators looking for nectar 12 months out of the year here even the butterflies you know yeah. you don't go very long it's got to be pretty cold i guess we went a few days after the february freezes mm-hmm. when you didn't see too many butterflies but not long they find their way out of the cracks and crevices would you say that everything that blooms attracts pollinators I would say that everything that bloom has some, but some of them are much less attractive than others. You know, like if you put, if you compare it, put a porter weed up next uh, to even a vinca, you would you know you see there's quite a variation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think almost <laughs> almost every now pansies. <laughs> Pansies don't get a lot of attention, uh-uh. but uh, they get I don't, some. I don't know if I have a picture of a butterfly on a pansy or not, Milton. Do you remember that? <laughs> I thought she did. Uh, well, you could because Jerry <laughs> t- talked to him. Yeah. If I don't have one, I can get one. Hey, Jerry had pictures of <laughs> butterflies on plants they normally never are on. Yeah. Jerry had pictures of butterflies <laughs> driving cars. <laughs> uh, uh, what what got Greg Grant a lot was uh, my beautiful pictures of the butterflies on roses. Yeah, oh, maybe that was it. Rose. Yeah, I remember. Belinda's dream rose. Yeah. And he said, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a butterfly on a of Belinda's dream role. Said, well, you just got to watch more. Yeah, you're not paying attention. Yeah, you're not paying attention. I mean, that's a picture. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just, what does it say? The just, pr- just, proof is in the minute, picture. Just a minute, where do you want to see it now? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Katie Road? Yeah, that's what well, you should have done. We, Katie Road. We should have had people call in with, where would you like to see a butterfly on? Whatever. <laughs> Jerry could have arranged that. Okay. Well, hang on a sec. We're going to take a quick break. Bad night. Uh huh. Well, we're just we're just reporting. (laughs) We're not doing the actions. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you haven't already started, you're going to be looking for Christmas gifts very soon. Wild Birds Unlimited uh, it's, uh, at Hebner and Northwest Military is a great place to go get Christmas gifts. Besides having everything, uh, you know, like they normally do, the seeds, the feeders and stuff like that, they put together packages that are just, you can literally just have them mail out. Uh, they're all put together. It's uh, just a no-brainer. They'll, uh, they're all kind of... 
ready to go, hit the road, and uh, yeah. as soon as the person receives them, they can put them up and enjoy them, and everything is included in the kit. It was a cool idea. They did it last year, and so uh, check them out at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest I Military. Hear, I hear that old Bill, too, blesses each one. That's oh, how the, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do they do they have any of that sparrow paint uh, included? I think I think, the I think they ran out. You promoted it so well. Oh, okay. I think they've run out of the sparrow. I thought paint. I'd seen some painted sparrow. Uh huh. <sighs> well, anyway, call them and you can ask them for yourself if you want some. Even even Kyle would find that funny, and he would know exactly where that question came from. Uh, so Northwest Military well, at Hebner Road. Painted bunnies. And you could, you know what, too? You can kind of get a Christmas gift for your family as well of a feeder, Purple Martin house. That'll be uh, happening before you know it as well. So uh, go on by and visit Wild Birds Unlimited. I'm not letting you talk about those sparrows. <laughs> Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military at Hebner Road, 479-BIRD, 479-B-I-R-D. I wonder if they still have those uh, children's books over there with bird books for children. I'm sure they do. Are you setting me up for something? Where? No. Okay. I just wondered. They do have books and stuff, and they have, and actually they have uh, stuff for uh, of all ages appropriate. And you don't uh, also binoculars. That's also, also one of those places uh, where it's a great. To, in terms of a present, buy a gift certificate. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. It's a good yeah, idea. Because it's, it's a lot of fun to, to just walk around and see everything they've got before you decide what you want. Yeah. And All you right. can get, a, get them some insect-eating birds feed. Uh, and it gets to, to discourage the squirrels oh. because, from eating the suet. Use pepper-flavored suet. Don't they have? They have several different ty- flavors over there, don't they? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, this. As I remember, it there's. It was unbelievable. I think the six. pepper is practical. Some of the flavors, I think, are just um, strawberry. Kind of vanity flavors, kind of maybe a <laughs> yeah. little more for you than for the well, birds. That's right, because <laughs> you 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 look at the the folks and it's their. It's, and I, I did the same thing. I, <laughs> the citrus was always my favorite. I didn't know why the birds would like citrus better than anything and else. And they, they don't have lips either. So they wouldn't be able to taste the citrus, right? But the, uh, <laughs> I don't the, know. the suet and the seed that are pepper-flavored. Yeah. The birds uh, sure like it. Yeah, I mean, there's no because yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't have lips. So and it's the squirrels, burn not them. so much. All right, two one zero three zero eight, eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight, eighty eight sixty seven. It will flavor the meat though. Is that if right? You got a bird that's eating pepper flavored. I mean, pepper treated. Are doves back? What is that? No, you saw? that's a little little wren. It looks yeah. like oh. a, a Buick's wren. Ah, oh, I think my dad had a Buick wren. <laughs> Or a Nash Rambler? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't remember, but or an Olds, had an Olds, uh, Old Sparrow, Oldsmobile Sparrow, I think maybe Ford Falcon. At least that's actually a real car. Um, all right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm looking for the wren again. I saw him kind of yeah, duck in into the, the yeah. He'll, he'll be sneaking by here. Okay. The, uh, we were talking about uh, everything. Oh, I have a question for y'all too. Everything that flowers attracts bees and right insects. 
And so we always get the question. Well, I've had it numerous times, and I'm sure Calvin has too. Somebody comes up here and says, I want a blooming plant that doesn't attract bees. No. Because I... Uh, they don't want bees. I'm, I'm allergic to bees. So I said, you better get used to now not having blooms. Or get plastic. I always, ca- I always catch myself saying... Just kind of like, well, most plants have bees, but don't pick the <laughs> coral vine yeah. or, <laughs> or Duranta. Or Mexican heather. Yeah. They love that Mexican. Or the other? Uh, our porterweed. There was another one they liked that we were hopping around the other day when we were up here. Um, anyway. Okay, so the question came to me from a client. All right. Uh, and I won't say her name. Oh, she may. She didn't. She was going to call in yesterday. She may be choosing to remain anonymous. <laughs> she uh, went to another nursery, but it was okay. It was Fanix. Oh, uh, and she got three hibiscus. It looks like I went for the. I'll tell you what. What my advice was to her. She got looks like two perennial. She got a Moy Grande, I think. All right. That's good. She got something that was, oh, no, she must have gotten four because I think she got a Texas Star. Okay. And she got, uh, but one was white with a big red center. One was that big pink, which I think was the Moy, I guess. Yeah, all right. Okay. And something called President's Red, which upon looking at the picture, I think is a tropical hibiscus. Johnny, good going, Milton. I know. I'm beginning to learn these things after all these years. <laughs> and the, uh, the one with the pink and the, what did you say, a pink and a red center? Uh, I don't th- I think it was just pink, but there was one with a white and a red center. Yeah, that's probably a, a Chinese hibiscus, too. Oh, you think so? It might be. It had big flowers. Easy, uh, Milton. It did. She you're, showed sh- me. you're showing that Texas fish size. <laughs> they, were, they were huge, two or three feet tall. Um, so what's the issue here? So she asked me, she said, on the president's red, it's doing great. It's not dropping any leaves. It looks terrific. It's blooming. Just yeah. happy as can be. Yeah. But on my other ones, they're dropping their leaves. Yeah. They're dropping their flowers. What's up with that? I don't know what's wrong with them. And what I said, well, the perennials are responding to the weather. Listen, oh, well, uh, kind of. Kind of, okay. It's, it's responding to the... Uh, oh, day uh, length? Day length. Oh, okay. Conditions, yeah. Because Environmental put, conditions. If, you, if yeah. you put them in a greenhouse oh. and don't put artificial lights in there... They still do the same thing? They'll lose their leaves okay. in the greenhouse, in a warm greenhouse. And then I said she needed to protect her uh, president's red. Yeah, from that's the good, cooler yeah, that's temperatures. That's good advice, Milton. Is it? Okay. Shoot. You did good. That was close. <laughs> now, her Texas star was still blooming and looked great. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It's does, is more it, of a native type, and uh, uh, it will eventually lose its bloom. Hmm. But not, I mean, leaves. Not as and every, rapidly as some of the hybrids. And under ideal branded. conditions, uh, without. Hey. Per- oh, wait, wait. That's that. Calvin was looking for that. <laughs> Under uh, most conditions in most neighborhoods, uh, here I'll, um, the perennial they're in containers, but they'll just come back next year if she leaves them alone. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, after they lose all their leaves. Yeah. If she doesn't want to leave something for low flying birds. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She can go You've ahead. You've changed. And, 
she can go ahead and uh, cut them off to the ground. Okay. Uh, a lot of people uh, that grow those plant pansies and things like that in the containers while they're dormant, while those per, uh, hibiscus are dormant. And to have, uh, rather than having a bare container yeah. all winter, yeah, they'll you plant. can put uh, pansies or Oh, that's a good idea. Stocks because those will like die when the other ones start coming up. Yeah. Okay, I'll give her that advice. <laughs> Okay, you can tell her you told her that. I got this. I got a souvenir there. Oh, well, I was Look wondering. At you. Yeah, the uh, poster from 2009. <laughs> one of the uh, butter uh, the raffles for uh, hummingbird and butterfly garden. Yeah. Back then, back then. That goes October, back a little bit. October 24, 2009. Uh, and it was here at Millburgers because Millburgers was the one that provided mm-hmm. the plants. <laughs> yeah, uh, for that's the a winter, pretty pretty for the poster. Wonder who made the poster? I know who made the poster. Huh? You you did? We yeah we did. Uh, actually, it was uh, the saws. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, okay, that's great. You did, did a good job. All right. Cool. All right, so Except they got a hummingbird on there that's not around here, right? Right, and one one <laughs> butterfly that's not. Oh. Yeah, so those that we it was a uh, compromise between you. Well, back then it was easier to find somebody that was uh, technically proficient with uh, the yeah. computer than it was that knew everything about there the butterflies. You go. Those tropical butterflies and hummingbirds, too, are just spectacular. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. There's a, I was looking at Calvin's This Week in the Garden section, mm-hmm. and he said leaves are falling from some deciduous trees in the landscape. Yeah. That can be allowed to decompose on the lawn. Collected and placed in the compost pile are used as a mulch, or you can just simply let them blow into the neighbor's yard. Uh, mowing the leaves in on the lawn speeds up their decomposition and uh, also uh, uh, kind of uh, mulching your, uh, uh, mulches your lawn. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I asked Mel, Malcolm Beck about it, who, ca- who uh, invented the uh, uh, top dressing the lawns, and I said, "What what is the best time to do it?" You know, that's a per- that's pretty much a uh, San Antonio area phenomenon. And Ma- Malcolm said, uh, "Well, mm-hmm. the best time to do it is when nature would do it." Yeah. And when is that, Malcolm? Fall. Fall. Yeah, I remember Malcolm saying that. It made perfect sense when he explained it that way. It's like, yeah. duh. So what about <laughs> live oaks? Yeah, because they don't do it in the fall. No. Yeah. All right, we got John on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Another wonderful day in God's green earth. What better oh, day could you get? Yeah, it's a pretty day. Uh, I got at least three things to talk about. 
two of them are just points of interest. The other is a question. The first one is, I met Mr. Parson when he was in his payday down at a seminar he put on in Pleasanton about oh, yeah. grafting mini, uh, uh, apples on on uh, oh, rootstock. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were on that the, deal, huh? Yeah, and I raised the hell. I used I'd haul them apples in by the wheelbarrow load, drive my wife and everybody nuts what to do with all of them. But I'm going to tell you <laughs> oh, something. Wow. Also, there, is nothing, took, huh? there is nothing like an apple pie made with an apple off the tree. You, you know, go. fresh. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, uh, <laughs> then you hooked me up with a guy, uh, another doctor something, was a, was a grape and walnut expert. That was free, and, uh, and he he was at that uh, Grafton deal. In fact, he yeah, was, it, he was yeah. One. I don't know. I can't remember all that. I'm kind of in your age bracket. Anyhow, oh, you know, like pretty young. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I I I I got into the walnuts, the grapes, the apples. I even grafted, grafted some uh, peaches on. I mean, apricots on. Native uh, plum trees and Mexican plums you see in clumps all over the place. Yeah. But uh, I never could get a doggone um, apricot variety that would time right, you know, for ripening and all that. So I gave up on them. Um, and the walnuts, yeah, every doggone walnut, every walnut variety he gave me, he, he brought them from China and he wanted us to experiment right, with them. Right. But every, I, I, I planted. And transplanted both. I raised some from seed, native black walnuts, and I transplanted some. And then I grafted those uh, those varieties he brought from China over right. here. And right. Oh, they grew like hell. And and then every doggone one of them froze. Hmm. Of course, the, the black walnut, uh, the, the rootstock didn't freeze. They're growing bigger than heck now. That's been, what, <laughs> 20 years ago, 30 years oh, ago? But yeah, at least. Every one of them that couldn't handle the cold there, and I was between Somerset and Poteet. Yeah. Anyway, well, so much for that. Well, Go ahead. Well, you, you, you were lucky they froze because they'd, they'd have never had a decent walnut. I song. got two walnuts out of the whole damn deal. <laughs> yeah, two walnuts. But that's okay. I had a lot of fun. And the grapes, I grafted them onto uh, Mustang rootstock. Oh, yeah. And, uh, boy, they were good, but, boy, let me tell you, it's an uphill battle holding that Mustang rootstock back. Because, <laughs> you know, it's so strong, it wants to take over. Oh, yeah. and they, So they you're fighting root, it they, all the uh, time. Send out root sprouts, too. And anyhow, it, it, it was a fun deal all the way through. No complaints. Anyway, yeah. now to my question. To you experts over there, I'm trying to capture some Texas swamp mallow seeds. I found some somewhere here a few years ago and pulled, picked them and threw them out. And this year they're producing pretty good seeds. You know what that flower is or not? It's a perennial, kind of like a little shrub-looking thing. Scrubby-looking, but pretty flowers. It's a, it's a mallow? Yeah, Texas swamp mallow. Hmm. That sounds anyway, like you were talking about a long time ago that well, grows in the swamp, grows in the desert, grows in the... <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a, a bunch of mallows growing in the 
wet areas of Louisiana. Yeah. And, well, uh, well he, he, uh, this wasn't in a wet area. Now, I mind you, and I'm up in the rocks on the on the Edwards outcrop where I'm ra- ra- growing these. So okay. you know what I'm into. Now, yeah, here's the deal. Uh, is the flower about the size of a uh, half a dollar or a little bit larger? No, they're they're about that size, but not bigger. Okay. And, and pretty profuse and pretty. And they're, you know, they're very hardy, and you you don't have to do anything with them. Anyway, I'm just trying to get some to give some seeds to my, some of my daughters to kind of spread my base out a little bit. And um, <laughs> the the um, you can look that up on Lady Bird Johnson's website. It's in there, right? Easy. For the, yeah, if you want to look all, at what it is. Blooms are white, all the blooms are white, right? No, they're kind of pinkish purple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, here's my question about the whole deal. The, <laughs> the, the seed pods, you know, unlike a lot of them where they kind of ripen and you can get them before they bust open and and you lose the seeds, these seem to open the pod and have the seeds exposed out there, ripening, and then, you know, if you're not right there, they're gone. And I'm just wondering, how quick could I take them? Do I have to let them go all the way to kind of dry, or can I get them ahead of time? You can get them when that pod turns yellow. They're just like blue bonnets. They'll turn, uh, they'll be green when they first come on there, when they first form. Then they'll turn, over a period of time, they'll turn yellow, and then they'll turn uh, brown and shed Brown, seeds. yeah. When they're brown, the seeds are gone. Yeah. That's, it's over that's with. The way, exactly the way blue bonnets do. So I can get them when they start getting a tinge of yellow, or do I have to wait till a hard yellow? Well, I think it, it, when they get a tinge of yellow... Of course, I, I don't think it'll hurt to have a light frost on them if you want to let them get completely, I mean, solid Well, but yellow. they're starting to open now. Okay, what, well, then I don't take them now. I can wait. Yeah. Okay, take them now. Yeah, I'll do put that. Them, anyway. Put them in a paper bag and keep them dry. In the refrigerator. Well, or no. Not. You, don't, you don't have no. to put those in the refrigerator. Just I'll keep do them that. in a dry place. Got you. I can handle that. All right. Well, thank you all. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, John. Good luck. Yeah, Dr. Shreve would be uh, proud of you. Yeah, there you go, John. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. Oh, you oh. ought to too, Jerry. It was a first-class operation. <laughs> wow. See you later. There you go. Bye. All right. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. To Our guns are back over there. Oh, I didn't know that's what you were pointing yeah. at. Where are they? There's at least one behind the red, the red Christmas trees there. Oh, okay, that's the ring neck. Uh, well, that's the one. I think it. I think it is a morning dove. But I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. De- Jerry and I are debating on what what actually. What we debate is. a lot of stuff. I know. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We need deer reports for flame vine. Uh, we need to see what, what goes on with that. So that's important to us. So give us a call, 210. Our researchers out in the field need to call us if you've got flame vine and deer. We want to know what the scoop is. 210-308-8867. Give us a call right now as we have all lines open. 
All right, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas. Thanksgiving theme to the music that Al's playing to bring us back to the show. 210-308-8867 is our number. But I want to take a second talking about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, if it's bugging you, Spider-Man can help you get rid of it. They've been doing this since 1976. As I mentioned yesterday, um, oftentimes Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control is the last pest control people call meaning that they've tried other places, haven't had satisfactory results. And I love that that, um, the people that I heard that from, both of them that I heard that from, were commercial places where their their livelihoods depended on a pest control company doing the job right. So from residential to commercial, Spider-Man does it all, and they get rid of everything. Almost everything. (laughs) Maybe not some of those two-legged pests that you have coming around the house. But... Talk to Warren about that. He'll tell you. And they can use both organic and synthetic methods. And uh, he'll uh, he'll walk you through that and educate you. His people are absolutely great. And you'll love dealing with them. Since 1976, they've been your web of protection. That's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. GoSpiderManPest.com is the website. GoSpiderManPest.com. And 210-656-3721 is the number. 210-656-3721. If you've been worrying about it, thinking about it, don't even worry about it anymore. Give them a call. Leave a message on their machine. They will call you first thing in the morning and find out what's going on with your situation. Hasn't he added deer to his uh, list of pests that he can get rid of? If that's the case, he may be in Calvin's neighborhood very soon. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got a deer permit Uh for your your yard, backyard, or whatever, he'll come over and instigate it. Can you get a deer permit for your... Uh, I'm I'm staying In Hollywood Park, I'm sure. Yeah, let's... uh, Forrest Appleton writes about it. Is that right? Yeah, we'll we'll move on. (laughs) 210-308-8867. Poor Forrest is right. He's put up with it for all these years. See, I think he's scarred. <laughs> 210-308-8867. What's Trace running around? He's fixing the uh, things for the cooler weather? <laughs> he's yeah, checking the, them out. The, uh, a little... A little Uh-oh, uh, someone... A, a young mother. He's, uh, got his, uh, he's got his Laura Bush petunias. Yeah. <laughs> someone must have called up and asked for those. Oh, they heard us talking about them, and they're coming. Say they want them now. Huh. That leaves how many? Maybe three? <laughs> yeah. Three six-packs? Oh, no, there's, there's a whole flat over there. I can see them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but the, the it, it was deceptive because uh, they're overgrown. They've grown big. Like we talk about why retailers don't like to uh, to fool with them because they outgrow the... Uh, yeah. Outgrow the container pretty fast, and they have to be cut back periodically. That doesn't bother Trace. But the, yeah, that uh, when we had a lot of them, yeah, they were cutting them back too. They were cutting them back, and they would be reblooming after being cut back within a week. Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, Mark Peterson's Mark, coming. Is that, yeah, is that, uh, I wonder if he's coming to defend himself. I bet he's going to be up here denying. Uh-huh. By putting the citrus on there. Uh-oh. 
Uh, yeah, he honestly forgot his comb. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Mark. Hello. You want to get on the air? Yeah. Okay. Are you on break? Or no, no, we're actually on. We're live yeah, on we're the air. We've been bothering you before you got here. Did I, you? I brought a former uh, Moy acolyte. Uh-oh. She used to work for, with Moy. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, my goodness. That's her. cool. I was going to say, we wondered if you would remember, Jamie. <laughs> uh. Well, he pretends he remembers everything. Uh, yeah. He brags on Mr. Moy all the time. <laughs> did she? Did she? Did she pick up any uh, Chinese while she was over there? Yeah. Uh, no, because, oh, no, no. This. You used to snort all the time. Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, well, hang on a second, then, uh, while we we talk to Marty for a minute. Okay. Okay. Or if you want to talk with Marty, you can too. Marty has a Tiff Blueberry question. Are you a Tiff Blueberry expert? Yeah. All right, put some headphones on. Marty, okay. welcome hey, to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today, man? All right, how you guys doing? Good, good. What's going on? Yes, I, I went to Millburgers yesterday and I purchased uh, Tiff Blue. You uh, better not have been here while we were here. No, 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 no. I was not, uh, y'all guys have been long gone. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. you never come by, you never say hi, you never call anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> okay, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I purchased uh, Tiffany uh, blueberry, and I was wondering uh, how long uh, will it be before it produces blueberries, or how does it does the plant have to be? Uh, what, what kind did you tell me? Yeah, I was going to say, which size is the Tiff? It's the A&M recommended one. Well, they've got others out there. Oh, do they? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. a lot of them. All right. But what size did you have? Did you get Marty, remember? Uh, yes. What do you mean size? Well, is it yeah, number I, one can, number three can. Yeah, no. there I, believe, I can tell you. I believe it was the number tall. one can. Okay. All right. No, it was. Well, I'm not too sure. <laughs> it was right. one for. Was, was it on uh, sale? 19, do you remember how much it was? Something. It's a, it, it, it was, was a number something. three. Number three pot yeah, regularly right. 29.99 for right. 1988 right that's it okay that's what i got so it's number three um and you don't remember the variety no it's tip blue uh, tip blue oh good yeah, yeah. Tip blue. so right. i am going to i'm going to uh, roll the dice and say and to, oh good he can correct me well, let me roll the dice, and then and then Trace will correct me. I'm going to say two years, two and a half years. Really? Before getting blueberries? Yeah. I was thinking your experience that I'm going to say next year. Yeah, me next too. Year. Right. Next year? Next year. Yeah. Next spring. Oh, wow. Especially if it's in a, you know. It get, it's in, in a, a number. That's why I asked the size. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 Trace has a, has a point. <laughs> Did you want edible blueberries? Well, of hey, course. Tiff Blue. Tiff Blue, that's the one I got. Yeah. 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 Did you want you want actually to be able to eat them? Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, what do you think? A little bit longer though. He uh, wants to know how long he'll get. How long before he gets blueberries on the Tiff Blue he just bought here? Hopefully next year, but it's up to God. Oh. Okay. Uh, no. uh, he's taking the uh, t- Trace is taking the ultimate. It should, he's playing, playing the God card. Uh, it shouldn't freeze. Yeah. It should, yeah. Okay. Now, now let's let's. I th- I thought you were actually going to talk about let, what do we do to take care of them to ensure that. And so you have put it in in, in a sand peat mixture, right? Right. All right. In the ground or in a container? 
in a container. Ooh, what kind of container? Uh, uh, it's going to be probably, well a little bit bigger probably than the one that than uh, that it came in. Okay, bigger than a three guy. Yeah, see, I, I, right. My favorite, my favorite is is an uh, old horse trough. Oh, Galvin, I see a horse off. Ooh, that's the best. I like the half whiskey bear. You barrel. like the half whiskey bear, which is about the okay. same size. But anyway. Okay. But, yeah, you're going to make the max. Um, now, if I had it to do over, I would do it in the plastic, in the plastic rather yeah. than oh, okay. the wooden ones. There. Yeah, that'll last longer. Yeah, they're much easier to deal with. But uh, but you're gonna the, the, everything's in the soil in the beginning. Yeah, right. So you're gonna have prime primarily sand, sandy loam, or washed. Uh, wa- what do we call it? washed wash sand? sand. Washed sand. Yeah. And, and, sand. and, okay. and then, and then uh, uh, a, a healthy supply of I like sphagnum. Um, okay. And uh, what else do I like on that one? I don't know. I, I, I use a modified form of your old container <laughs> container mix. Yeah, sphagnum peat. Yeah, sphagnum peat. Uh, do, do we have like three things in there? Uh, uh, sa- I wash sand and uh, the old timers used to put some soil in. Uh, put a little soil. That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of followed that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I didn't okay. use sand. I just used spa- half sphagnum and half uh, a good quality. Potting, potting mix, yeah. and it worked well. Yeah, it worked well. Maybe that's okay. what the third thing was that I had in it was a potting mix as well. Yeah, but, right. but, okay. but the important thing is we want to keep it really acidic. Okay. Uh, ideally, ideally, you you will you if you could put some soil, get some soil, have it sent to you from Michigan or other places where we have blueberries. <laughs> Put it in. Now, here's the reason why. Uh, blueberries are members of the Heath family. They have uh-huh. very specific arrangements uh, or symbiotic mycorrhizae requirements. Uh, and so the, you want to kind of mimic that. Uh, this this also applies to madrones. So maybe you want to get some madrone soil from beneath a madrone and throw it in, in with y'all. They're all yeah. members of the Heath family. So what do you get? You get six more blueberries if you do yeah, that? Or uh, absolutely. Six more. That's like, that's, that's like 6,000% sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true, too. So anyway, that's, uh, that, when, right. when, it's, when, when you said uh, blueberries, yeah, that's it's uh, the, the soil is most important, and there are different, different recipes out there, but primarily sand uh, and some acidic product okay and and okay. then um i just like to remind everybody yeah blueberries are a little different and uh they like they like to have some kind of mycorrhizae involved with it so uh bring some in uh, we have it here at millburgers um uh, and uh, add it to the soil where did you get that Thanks, mycorrhizae Martin. information because i grew up in western michigan and we produce blueberries yeah, but you also no, no, in what, Western what, Michigan, what, what, you all were What, what it was store. was why I, I researched why nobody could grow, uh, what did I just say? Okay. <laughs> Blueberries? No, no, no. Madrones. No, madrones. 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 And so I went back and looked, and, and, and who was a member of the Heath family. Who wrote that paper on madrones? 
I don't know. You set me up for something. Uh, I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I just want to know. I thought it was me. Uh, <laughs> I just now we just got we got you. about a minute and a half. Yeah, so Marty, so. did we answer yeah. your question? Yeah, Marty, yeah you should. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. All right. Good luck, Marty. Just making sure. Thank All you, right. guys. Okay. Take Thanks, care. man. Bye -bye. Always good talking to you. As I was driving over, I said, oh, poor Milton. He's got the – he has to master a three-ring circus. And that was <laughs> when Trey was up here. And I was just thinking with me up here. No, you're okay. even, even more of a – No, yesterday they were picking on you. I don't know if you heard that show. Only part of it, and I didn't hear that part. <laughs> oh. Was it the Shade Tree question? Yeah. Shade you tree. always give we, them we blamed the advice. <laughs> and it wasn't me on the... Uh, they were the, blaming you for everything. On the Ebony. No. Shade Tree. It wasn't me on the Ebony. The oh, high cost of popcorn at movie theaters. That's Mark Peterson. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Okay. You can defend yourself Thank in you. a moment. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We encourage you to give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a oh, part of the show. Run the show yeah, y'all are okay, though, but eventually just come, come back on the air. Y'all are kind of clearing things up, I understand. Uh, but anyway, oh, we were we were going on dis discussing shade trees and uh, some of the small shade trees that were included on the CPS list. And <laughs> I, then I, I asked Mark about the uh, Chinese pistache and mm -hmm. whether he had experienced or uh, witnessed it uh, receding as aggressively as Jerry's in Jerry's neighborhood. I said I'd never seen a seedling and one produced in, in my neighborhood. Well, that would make Steve George and uh, Neil Spencer uh, uh, very happy. That, who's who's the uh, ag commissioner? Hightower. It was Steve George and Hightower that was said. This is the tree that's going to save Texas. Oh my right? goodness! Oh yes. I didn't know that. I oh, never yeah, heard he, that. He, he went in a big press. I, well, I can't remember his first name, but uh, Hightower. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jim. He, yeah, Jim Hightower. And so he was going to, um, that was, he was promoting it. I remember the press conference. And it says, Tree's going to save Texas. Now, it makes a, a nice, <laughs> it makes a really, you know, the crown has got, really got a nice shape and oh, yeah. grows fast. Birds love it, yeah. the berries. Uh, one, of, one of the reasons I was just saying to Calvin, one of the reasons I can't always see it until, fall is because it looks very similar to silkberry, western yeah, silkberry. Yeah, it does. And you have to look real close at the leaves. One has a terminal leaflet and one doesn't have a terminal leaflet. And, mm -hmm. um, well, the but then you can tell in the, in the fall because yeah, it's the berries red. are different. Whereas <laughs> it's, 
yellow. Well, it turns yellow. Yeah, yeah. dirt. Soapberry turns a dirty yellow, and and, <laughs> and sash is bright red. Yeah. Well, how many people, well, how many gardeners are aware of soapberry? I don't. Not too many. Not, not too many. Yeah. Not too many. Although it's very prevalent, and that's why you see sometimes it's getting it has it's con, it's uh-huh. confusing. No. And what is the uh, the exotic the exotic that grow that grows real tall and then. Got killed in the February freeze. Uh, well, a lot of the fe- uh, uh, China berries. China berries. Were, uh, China yeah. berries were killed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was so always more like difficult. Well, how thing. many China berries were killed in February? I don't know, but it was a good start. Ooh. <laughs> so, but, but so yeah. there we got a 50 foot tall, uh, with a two foot trunk. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's such a job to to try to get it. To, Take it down. It doesn't even make good uh, firewood. No, 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 no. But the the timber, the wood is very beautiful. Uh, my old friend there, Johnson City Jim. Joe. 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 <laughs> good friend. Good friend. Yeah. Now we tried to try to cre- Yeah, we tried to create a, uh, a industry. Yeah. With the China berry, we called it ri- Texas River Mahogany. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the mahogany family. It has a deep red color. Uh-huh. It just didn't ever seem to take off. No, no. And no. the great thing about that wood, seeing that wood, is it it's viewed better when the trees cut down. Yes. And you can see the. I was beautiful. I was, beautiful. I was thinking when it's that down and it's, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that usually they weren't cut down; they just fell down. Well, knock the fence down first, and then it doesn't the have every attribute of mahogany. It's kind of a. <laughs> Wimpy tree. Can you imagine mahogany? Well, mahoganies don't fall down, do they? No. No, no. That's what I said. It doesn't have every aspect of mahogany. Hey, we got a couple callers on the line. Edward is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Edward. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? You there? Edward, you're on the air. What's going on? If you're in the toilet, flush twice. Edward, are you okay? <laughs> or James? Is it James or Edward? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's let's hey, put him on hold. There, where we got you. Hello. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my name is EJ. I was just trying to. Oh, no, EJ. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got a problem with my grapefruit tree and my Meyer lemon tree. There's side by side in my backyard and they both have uh, very mottled leaves now it's worse on the grapefruit tree it got killed back in snowmageddon but uh, <laughs> it the stump sprouted and you know it, it's coming back nicely but uh, the leaves are instead of being shiny and flat they're like crumpled and it looks like something has been winding them up. I was yeah, wondering what it might free, be. And that's that's free damage. Now, Go ahead. Is, the, is the grapefruit coming back from the root? I mean, from the stump? Uh huh. Okay, is it coming down from the very bottom of the stump? Back from the very bottom of the stump? Okay, all all gra- all grapefruit are uh, grafted, probably on sour orange. So uh, when, this when, one. That, when that when that shoot, oh, do you grow it from seed? 
It grew from seed. Okay. Okay, then you got a grapefruit tree <laughs> coming back. But uh, you're right. <laughs> but that crumpled leaf, uh, are all the sprouts or shoots, uh, do all of them have crumpled leaves? They, Not they, all they, of they them. The lemons and the grapefruit, uh, even uh, yeah, the, most of the plantings I've seen are, are showing that have the crumpled leaf. Yeah, I was thinking, what is the leaf miner? Yeah, yeah, a lot of me- like leaf miner action. Action. Well, the there new new foliage. It's new yeah. leaf miners like that. Yeah, and they're going. They're putting out foliage like mad. Yeah. Uh, what should I do uh, to uh, stop it? Uh, well. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it this late in the year if it if it is leaf miner. And just hope that it uh, hardens off before the first freeze, because yeah. you know, it's going to be pretty susceptible. Yeah, that's problem with all this stuff coming back is, uh, and we'll put put this out to everybody. Uh, by let's see, by Christmas, by well, I'd say right after Thanksgiving. You need to put uh, extra protection around the uh, the those sprouts that have come up that you've let them grow uh-huh. uh, because even the it doesn't have to be anything below twenty is going to take them uh-huh. and take those young rows. So uh, now what we did with our citrus in Uvalde. Uh, we put a cage around them, and rather than putting leaves, <laughs> uh, leaves uh, compost around them, we put cedar. That's uh, you could get cedar at that time from Malcolm Beck, and uh, we we covered a uh, cut a, covered them all the way around with cedar. Hmm. But, so there, he he's protecting the base from. Yeah, that, but and, this one, this and, one uh, it's always at the beginning of uh, the citrus is really susceptible at the beginning of the freeze absolutely, season. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and then later in the year, after, if you have a normal year with cold, cold weather and the plants experience that, they harden off and so they can mm-hmm. do a better job of surviving. In the yeah, far the, the, older, the older citrus gets, the more cold-hardy it is. But uh, good. You, be- you better protect those uh, young shoots. And that and the Meyer lemon, they're cr- they're crazy. Uh, you swear it's uh, yeah. killed and done for, and it just just like the one you were talking about, <laughs> it comes back. And I've got one that's got uh, eight, eight lemons on it. I mean, <laughs> tennis ball size lemons on it. Wow! I didn't I didn't think it was even going to survive. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, yeah, they're a, that, that that's a wonderful plant. Now I didn't have as good luck with uh, the grapefruit as you did, though. Uh, it sounds like your grapefruit has uh, come back uh, and is going to survive in the future, as long as take kind of take Jerry's uh, <laughs> uh, make a little list of the things Jerry mentioned so that you can protect it. Yeah, well, you might uh, I don't know just to be sure, just to be in sure. Uh, those sprouts that are coming up, you, you've already selected one larger growing sprout. But if there's any small ones coming up, cover those too. 
Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Because in case the top freezes off. Now, anybody that uh, wants more information, uh, plantanswers.com does a, a good job. Uh, it kind of uh, discusses all these kind of kind of issues there so that you can be prepared when that cold comes. I was I was excited the other night. I had I had been around and looked at uh, my Satsuma sprouts uh, since since well since the freeze a hard freeze uh-huh. and we cut all the dead stuff off the top and there was one fast growing shoot which I thought uh, it was on a, a Sito my favorite Satsuma. And uh, I thought, since it was growing so fast, it was a didn't have thorns, but uh, since it was growing so fast, that it was going to be a root stock. I looked at it last week, and it's got huge leaves on it, wow. which are, are characteristic of, of uh, the sour orange. Uh, Miho. Oh, okay. I mean, Cito. 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 Okay. So I'm hopefully thinking that that might be Cito. Gosh, I can't. Uh, this is going to be terrible. If all the, a lot of people are in a situation like Jerry described, and if they get nailed by another freeze <laughs> after yeah. surviving well, yeah. the last one. It'll be more susceptible. It won't take the last one to get them this time. Hmm. Yeah. So you better protect. And uh, like I said, what we did, uh, Dr. Stein and I, uh, was that we... Uh, we took a cage, a tomato cage, and uh, lined it with, uh, uh, put a plastic bag around the outside of the cage. And then we poured the cedar in the plastic lined, lined uh, cage so the cedar wouldn't run out before it had set up. And uh, the only thing we did wrong was leave, we left some of the uh, foliage at the top, and that froze off. Hmm. But when we uncut, when we knocked the plastic off and uh, the ca- took the cage off, uh, the we used the mul- gr- uh, the cedar in there as a mulch around the trees, which lasted several years. But uh, there was nothing frozen beneath that uh, top of that cedar. So, uh, EJ, did that help you? That helps me a lot, Mike. Thank you very much. All right. 210-308-8867. Alan is on the line. Oh, did, did you have a question for the chef? Did you? Oh, she wants to know if she can put milkweed in the ground now. Do You, you can put it here. under Ca- the ground. Calvin's going to help her. So let's go, go to Alan in the line at 210 308 8867. Hey there, Alan. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hello. Fine. I was wondering, why did they change pot sizes from number, from one gallon, three gallon, and five gallon to number one, number three, and number five? To confuse me? Yeah, I think just it was just all about Jerry. <laughs> to irritate me? No, Trace explained it one time. We'll have to ask him again. I think it had to do with... With a uh, with conformity of size or something that they weren't they weren't exactly one gallon or something like that I can't remember. Oh yeah okay okay all right good enough thank you. That was it okay. 
I don't like change, easy. Milton. I don't like change either. I'm tired of change. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Well, Calvin, what was your answer? Should she uh, should she put it, take it from a pot and put it in the ground now? Yeah, well, especially since she, she, she said she, her containers were, the plants are over, overgrowing her containers. The, the debate would be, and the other thing she could have done is just let them, the, the tropical milkweed would survive if you just left them in the containers and protected them from the cold that we just got through talking about in the greenhouse or wherever you could protect them. But uh, I'd be inclined to, uh, to plant them out rather than try to uh, just uh, keep them over winter. She wasn't going to try to plant that tropical milkweed, weren't you? She was so because she does. She wants the the plant to eventually uh, survive. Yeah, but all of those of you who have a tropical milkweed, I should you want to be sure to cut those blooms off. I know they're blooming in February and probably bloom to Christmas, but you've just got to think of the welfare of the butterfly. Forget your landscaping. Think of the one land, uh, the welfare of the b- many, many butterflies. You, you know what time it is? It's uh, time to take a break. Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. I'm not sure we can do that every five minutes. No, we? we can't, Al. Just be prepared. All right, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, where more folks have come, I guess, after church and are out here getting petunias. What else? Oh, Cyclamen. getting that lantana, the purple lantana. No. What is What's that? Cyclamen? Yeah. yeah, we've seen a lot of cyclamen. The cyclamen's awfully pretty. And I was, as I was walking in, there was a car yeah. that had a box of cyclamen sitting on the roof. No. Right in the car. Said, was he driving uh, off with it? or No. I, but I think as I came into the nursery, I saw two two people. I think they had forgotten that they put the cyclamen on top of the car. Oh, no. So they were excited when they saw the cyclamen. Oh, okay. They were in a little box. They'd already paid Phew. for it. Now, I am deeply, deeply wounded. Wow, wounded. That you and Calvin thought I was making fun of my effort to save the, save the monarchs. I didn't think By that. Cutting, did you? Yes, you did. Oh, we got to take a break. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I learned about cutting the flowers off of the tropicals and stripping the leaves off. And I learned that yesterday. Okay. And I was just conveying that information. I see. Okay. I mean, everybody wants even though the thing's blooming all the way to Christmas. I was, uh, did not 
do a good job of explaining that <laughs> one of the the issues on the cutting off cutting off was to eliminate the the blooms, but also the the stems and the foliage, because that that's where that micro uh, microorganisms supposedly are developing. The microorganisms that when they exist in the plant, as long as they do in the tropical milkweed when they grow are growing here, there's some some of the researchers uh, question whether they aren't uh, creating some tox different toxicity. And so that was have they have they isolated that toxicity? Not, not very well. Yeah. In the lab, they've uh, they've uh, identified it, but they haven't really gone from there. You know, and that that that's what five years ago that that was brought up. But uh, that's what that's the issue I make. Even though I was kind of defending the yeah. cutting, but. That's why I was asking. Well, how long are we going to put up with uh, <laughs> that that idea? Yeah, uh, as, they got to be. They got to find the. the as results. I always said in native plants, the first liar's gospel, because they're talking about something that they haven't proven one way or the other. Uh, as that's what I was jumping on Mark about, talking about oh, mycorrhiza. Yeah. He's of that new age that mycorrhiza became. He didn't look that. He looked kind of old. <laughs> well, I know. Back when he came up with that idea. And uh, they used to say that about uh, mountain laurels, Texas oh, mountain they? laurels, until they put them in a good mix. Oh, is he back? For, our, our doves. Are, there's a two, <laughs> yeah. two of our doves over there. Anyway, they fertilized the hell out of them, and that's why we now have Texas mountain laurel for sale in container. Because huh. the color of Lone Star growers disproved that idea that they had to be have mycorrhiza and rhizobium and all that stuff in there. Hmm. And they did that with a paintbrush, Indian paintbrush, and Patty, Patty Leslie uh, working at the botanical garden grew a whole bunch of them, uh, paint, Indian paintbrush, without any uh, mycorrhiza or any of that stuff. So okay. you got to be careful with that. And Hi, of course, Trace. <laughs> when, no. I was, when I was coming up with the different colored blue bonnets, guess what they told me? You need mycorrhiza? Yeah, you can't, can't grow them without uh, mycorrhiza. And the Lady Bird Johnson Research Bunch have also also done a paper, a, a refereed paper, that's saying that uh, without uh, my, uh, rhizobium, the blue bonnet seed won't germinate. Yeah. Until we started putting them in acid. Yeah. For oh, an hour. To scarify them? Yeah, oh. and grow them in a, pot, a regular potting mix. Is that is this how he eliminated the orange blue bonnet? <laughs> yeah. The never he left it in too long. <laughs> it wanted to germinate. See, if you make it that really complex, the process, you can disguise it. So there, mm-hmm. those are the doves we were commenting on. Can you see that guy right in front of the... the... He looks fat and edible. Yeah. <laughs> he does look a little chubby. Um, hey, 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 hey. 
He's got the... That he who is without Chubb cast the first stone. I, I think he's got that <laughs> ring ring neck on, doesn't he? Can Trace, can you see? Yep, there's there, his there. pal. There yeah, well, that one has a that, nice neck. They're light colored. Like yeah, they get a, that gray is a little yeah. different. Maybe a boy versus a girl? Oh, man. No. No? No. Yeah, Lunch geez. versus dinner? Because the whole... <laughs> the whole a whole bunch of them lit here the other day. Oh, they must be migrating through. I'm not sure you understood that. No. The, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Yeah, I think okay. so. Right. Oh, yeah. the, well, what's going team. on, Trace? <laughs> uh, just a beautiful day. It is a pretty oh, day. Lovely. Lots of folks out here. Uh, pansies are still on sale. Yeah. I, I'm. And beautiful. I'm pretty sure I'm getting my... Christmas cactus this week. Ooh, okay. Right. Assuming, a lot of people were... assuming the delivery happens on time. <laughs> yeah, which uh, you know, it's always a. This com- is, these are weird times. Com- coming from Florida, I believe. So okay. they're, they're not they're not too off of the real world there. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I'm in a good mood because the coffee was wonderful. Yeah. Is that right? I made that this morning. Uh, and then, um, Calvin is suggesting for, that you make it every time. For, <laughs> what, 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 what did you do different? Um, it's just, fresh. My, it's just my touch. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was it first load of Christmas trees fresh. on Saturday. Yeah, and you're suggesting though. Uh, yesterday, you were saying to shop the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah, but oh. don't don't wait too long too. If you wait till the following week, it's questionable where you're going to get a tree. Yeah, they're going to go quickly, and they're everybody's going to have short supply. So, <laughs> although I think I did find, well, I found a lady who says she has some trees. Oh, good. Okay. So. It, might not be as bad as we thought. That'd be good. But okay. very well could be. Maybe. And still the same three trees? Or are we going to have different uh, that stuff? That may be part of it. So okay. uh, <laughs> there could be some spruce. If this, okay. Some spruce if this pans out. Ooh. And you've got the live container growing. i got the best selection of living Christmas trees we have ever had. Wow. In, in preparation, just in case. We don't get the other tree, as many of the other trees. Yeah, yeah, we're talking a little bit about those yesterday, the different varieties, different things. Um, which ones? Just repeat the... Uh, Aleppo, Stone, right. Cedar Diodora, although we're almost uh, we're almost out of that, believe it or not. Is that yeah, right? That, wow. that looks um, like a... Leland Cypress. Um, pine, Rosemary. you like it. Okay. It's like a little dwarf pine tree. Oh, cool. Um, let's see. What else did we do? Um, do you have any? Uh, rosemary. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, uh, the one that my mother used to use all the time. Stone? Uh, no, it was a house plant. Um, Norfolk pine. We yeah, got a few of those. Norfolk Eastern red pine. cedar. We got some of those, and they actually look pretty, hmm. pretty nice. Uh, there will be some loblolly pines, although I do not suggest <laughs> trying to grow one here. But when push comes to shove, it'll make a great Christmas tree. Uh, those, I think, are doing Wednesday or Thursday. Good. And I know I'm missing something. but uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Different types of junipers. We've got blue point juniper that's trimmed like a little tree. Uh, got boxwoods trimmed like a little did tree. You say oh, the, that's kind of cool. Did you say Leyland cypress? Yes, I did. Lots and lots of those. I, I start. I started gathering those up in like a month ago, just because I knew that. Oh, is that our wren? 
Yeah, now that yeah. Yeah, that's an itty bitty bird. That, that, and then that yes, was the, house the most untraditional Christmas tree uh, is a citrus tree, but it's been done. Yeah, actually, and you it, said citrus. And it may have to be done again. You said a lot of people buy them as gifts and <laughs> buy do. them. Yeah, yeah, and you get plenty. So, um, yeah, people need to have. We need to have a citrus tree decorating contest. Oh, people no. can send them pictures <laughs> to their, their Christmas decorated citrus. Well, I picture you throwing a net light over it and yeah. calling it done. No. <laughs> and he'd probably write one of his papers, too, no. to help people. <laughs> yeah, just like my other ones that everybody enjoys. There you go. Well, let's see. And then did you want to talk about the thing I asked you about this morning, uh, about when those will come in? The You know, they're red and... I oh, can, I can uh, ask you the point There should be a few thing, a few of them in before Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, and then the bulk of them start showing up later. Okay. We did get our amaryllis in. I don't know if we talked about that. Oh, yet. no, we didn't. So I, last they came week, in this morning? They came in this past week, and I forgot okay. to talk about there's it. There's even an orange one. That's Jerry's so joke. There's, nice. there's a double white. There's an orange. Ooh. There's a pinkish and a uh, red. Straight. Lots of red ones. Two cases of red. Is there an orange and white? That'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> or you could just get them and put them in the same. If you buy a big enough pot, then you can put them in the Okay. <laughs> we were talk- Un- unplanned, but welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were talking about your the vine back here, the Mexican flame vine. Yes, sir. Aren't they pretty? Are, are they blooming? No. Oh, okay. But I know, I know why. Why is that? Because the girls cut, cut all the running vines off of it so that they could move them in the greenhouse. Uh-oh. Your right. people did? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we got a call out for people, and uh, and if anybody's got a different color of that Mexican flame vine, what other colors are coming? I don't know, but I'm I'm hoping that they got a different he's, color. He's looking for an Aggie color. There you go, no, maroon okay. maybe. That covers up that burnt orange color. Well. It does. You could just... They, they do make plant dye, Milton, where you can spray things different yeah. colors. Yeah. And you, it, we used but, to do But that. there's enough variation, Jerry. You can just pretend it's not even orange. Yeah. So they make specific ones, for, and we don't do it here, but we've done it in the... I've done it in the past, <laughs> where you take a white poinsettia. Yeah. And you can paint it whatever color you really want it to be. Oh. Whether it's huh. blue or Green. I don't know why you want green, but <laughs> purple. Yeah. Yellow. Orange. Hey, very. Yeah. Hey, help. Uh, we have Ronnie has info about our doves. Oh, they're right. Meal burgers. Hang, for hang lunch or for dinner? What's that? No, no, never. <laughs> Another bad joke. Uh, Ronnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing, man? Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Doing well. Uh, those. Those doves that you're probably seeing here, um, that's probably what they call a Eurasian collared dove. And it's an invasive species that uh, originally came from Japan. And um, the reason they're invasive is because they're so much larger than the native doves, um, the Inca dove or the morning dove or the white winged dove. And so they kind of bully their way into getting more food than the native doves do. So Jerry wants to know if they taste any better. <laughs> they taste they taste exactly like a morning dove. And, and no, there are there's no limits on them either. Right, there's no season to them, so you can hunt them any time. 
because Parks and Wildlife really want them gone. <laughs> but, uh, like the Axis deer, you could go out. For, no, that's interesting. For Thanksgiving and get an Axis deer. And, uh, Which is some of these doves probably the best tasting meat there Get is. as many as you want to. What's that? Probably right. the best tasting what now? The Axis. That, uh, Axis meat is like the best yeah. tasting meat. I mean, it's Ab- better than beef. Absolutely. Wow. It is. It tastes like beef. He yep. says it's better. Doesn't, doesn't taste like chicken, Milton. It's okay. beef. <laughs> there's our there's our little guys. Yeah, that, now I don't like them so much now that I know they're invasive and bullies. Get out of here, bullies. Yes. Oh, they're coming at me. <laughs> Sorry. Now, I guess white wing well, is not a is a, is a, is a native, right? For, yeah. To it's the a valley of that, Mexico? It, it's, expand, yes, it, it's, it, it's range has expanded. Right. Is, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. What was it? Was 15 years ago, I don't think we ever saw them. No. Now, now, instead of at my feeders, instead of morning doves, I have white wing doves. But uh, that's a good thing, Cal. I don't to know. Put, I kind of like put some Put some feed on the ground. Now, the 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 Incas put up with them, the Inca doves. So. <laughs> no, but thank yeah, you, Ronnie. It takes six Yeah, minutes. thanks for the info, Ronnie. Yeah, that's cool. It takes a dozen of those Incas to make a mess. All right. That's all I have yeah, for today. So that was cool. Did you see them here, or the, just the way we described them, you instantly knew what we were talking about? Well, uh, they they really like to hang around in the country, uh, you know, where there's feed for them, but they don't seem to come to feeders like um, white wings do. At least I've never seen one of my feeders, but white wings come all the time. Yeah. But, uh I think that's more of a habitat type thing. White wings in the city. Yeah, I don't know. Right. That's just my opinion. Thanks, anyway, sir. I I got that just from. That is how we were describing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you did. See, we right. got the smartest listeners anywhere. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace had to go, but uh, we want to mention, too, that each year Millburgers has the uh, Salvation Army Angel Tree program here, and the tree is set up now, so you can come pick an ornament. I saw some folks picking some ornaments off it uh, last year, which has uh, gifts for uh, needy children in San Antonio, and then you buy the gift, bring it back to Millburgers. Uh, and uh, they then the Salvation Army distributes it, so you can come on by and get that. And um, you can even even just make a donation to Millburgers, and they'll yeah. pick one off. Milton and Jerry and I used to. Yeah, just make the donation. That, and I, the staff always hid during that time of year because we're always saying, "Well, we'll if we provide the uh, ink money. money, will you get, pick the presents?" Yeah. Up? Have right. you ever delivered the presents, Milton? I know you worked a lot with the Salvation Army. No, I haven't been to the distribution thing. I need to do that. You, you, were, you rung the bell, though, right? It's, I have rung the bell. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> we were singing and having a good time, and people told us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me to get some lessons. Really? <laughs> yeah. You've got a good voice. I thought so. <laughs> I, I say that because... Uh, we uh, watched him perform in one of the uh, yeah, it's way go. It's way back. Yeah, woman said you should sing tenor. 
10 or 12 miles away from here. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so yeah. All right, we're going to take a break on that note and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Oh, that note, get it. Oh, very good. I didn't even hear that. Think about that. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Glenn sent me something too. A, a lot of our listeners know about this dove. It's uh, Eurasian collared doves, an opportunity for hunters, according to the Texas Farm Bureau. Huh? A no bag limit. And it talks again about them being an um, an invasive species, and then also an article on morning dove management. So thank you, Glenn. I guess they send it to KLUP at Milton at KLUP.com. Do they talk about the white wing control? No. Oh. Glenn, you'll have to send us something on that. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call. It's kind of quiet today. Yeah. I was looking at uh, Neil Spears' stuff uh, in yesterday's paper. He's got an interesting question and it said, My lantanas are eighteen years old mm. and have ceased blooming. Fertilizers have not helped. Is it time to replace them? And Neil answers, If they did not bloom at the, all this past growing season, perhaps trees nearby have grown large enough to shade them excessively. No, I, I did that with uh, my roses. My, I had a rose bed mm. on the side of the house that I planted for my girls. <clears throat> they were young at that time. And uh, when I first planted it, I used the best roses, of course. And uh, they, I did good with those roses. And then all of a sudden, in my mind, all of a sudden, they quit blooming. They quit having nice blooms on. Whether I replaced new plants, put new plants in there or whatever, they wouldn't bloom. What cost it? Uh, Chinese pistache. I'd I just I'd planted a Chinese pistache on uh, I guess it was on the west side uh, where they got most of the sun. And as that tree got bigger, the roses got fewer. So and that's uh, that's what Neil's saying could have happened to that. Well, and that's a, a classic. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You know, it was, and in the 20 years we've been doing this show, <laughs> 20 years plus, uh, we've got folks that kind of started with <laughs> newly planted trees and then yeah. have gone through that same evolution. They have a tendency to grow, don't they? They do. It was just a good thing. Yeah, because then the people water them and fertilize them. And they, yeah. Now yeah. I use that rose bed for my dog cemetery. Because it's the only place in my yard I can dig it easily. Oh, poor dog. Anyway. Wait, uh, we, we Hang on a sec. We have Ed on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing good today. Uh, what? 
listening to you guys and got my TV muted and watching the Cowboys. Um, I have a Meyer lemon, and it's got a bunch of lemons on it. Same one I told you about before that has a, I have it in a five-gallon bucket and left it out in all the snow and everything, and it just uh, uh, got a bunch of lemons on it. How do I know when they're ripe? Well, they're they're probably usable right now. Um, and whiskey sours, right? Or uh, <laughs> recipes and, uh, yeah, drinks and... Maybe lemon icebox pie. Yeah, because what usually happens on lemons and limes, you get them, if you wait until all of them at once, then you get more than you yeah. can usefully use. So it's always great to start using them when you got something to... To use them on, but what one thing you can look for is when they turn that lemon color, Milton. Yeah, what any, color is now? It's yellow. I any, mean, it goes from green to light yellow to dark yellow. Oh, I think I think it's safe to say the the when the first time you see a little color change, it's, yeah, it's probably ready. ripe and ready to use. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's. They've got a little bit of yellow, like, on one side right now, so you think yeah, that's... that's they're yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you, don't, you don't have to pick them all at once. Pick the ones that are most ripe and use them as you can, and then just keep going. And now, at some point, though, you, the quality will decline, but I think you got a, a month, it's gotta month be and a half. while. It's yeah. going to be a while. Yeah. Because the cool weather will actually sweeten them up, I guess. Okay, well, good. That's what I needed to know. Now, All how, right. many, how many lemons did you leave on that poor little tree? Uh, I think there's about six or eight right now. Okay, that's okay. That's that's the same as mine. <laughs> okay, after that, uh, I was amazed to get anything after that uh, February freeze. Well, I heard yeah. people talking on the radio uh, that said that we probably weren't going to get any lemons this year, but I mean, mine didn't even lose its leaves or anything, even in all that snow and everything. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and it's a Meyer, right? Well, it's supposed to be a, a improved Meyer lemon. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And um, it, it, I mean, it it probably lost uh, oh a few leaves, but but uh, most. Most of the leaves that are on it now are the same leaves that were on it before, and and you know it's grown a few new ones, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't really get damaged much that I could tell. And according to two thermometers I had, it went down to eight degrees here. Yeah, that was that explains or what explains that, and we noticed it before uh, that Meyer seems to take it better than. Uh, any other other lemons, and Greg Grant says that he's seen uh, articles or information that they have a it has Satsuma blood in it, which gives it a little bit more coal hardy. Yeah. So uh, that explains why we've seen that around here. Alrighty. All right. I appreciate the information. Thank, Thank you, Ed. Thanks for calling. Bye, Ed. Talk to you again. Pam is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Pam. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. I had uh, two questions. One on the Moy Grandi hibiscus. Did y'all say or Jerry say that February is the month to take the cuttings? Yes. Adam, I couldn't, I couldn't you, remember. They lose, they'll lose all the blooms. Uh-huh. I mean, all the leaves, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And so so you can cut it down to the ground at Christmas or shortly after that. The top is, will die, and it'll, it'll go go to the ground, and uh, it'll re-sprout next, f- probably March. The soil has to warm up a little bit. Okay. But the easiest stuff to root is uh is those first those first sprouts that come that through come the up. ground okay yeah, okay. yeah come okay. from the ground and, okay uh, it's a, probably a good idea you let them get uh, 12 14 inches long okay uh, before you cut them basically cut them in half uh, for okay. your cutting okay and, so it's basically- uh, that, that's a that's a good idea to do anyway uh-huh. uh, even if you don't want to root the cuttings because it makes the uh Plants send up more shoots and uh, okay. gives a fuller plant. Okay, all right. Now, mine are still in the in the pot in the whiskey barrel, and okay. is it okay just to keep it that way? Oh yeah. I don't have to put it in the yeah. and, and no, then they, they, it, they won't freeze. Okay. Now, do they just bloom the one time a year, or are they repeat bloomers? They keep blooming. Okay. Especially, All right. especially if you remove the seed pots. Once okay, they bloom and they have a little seed pot on them, they're, they're okay. notorious for producing a lot of fertile seed pro- seed and okay. in the seed pot. But they okay. do not grow well or they do not come back for more grindy from the seed. So don't try okay. to take the seed and plant them. All right, and so okay, then and then another question. Y'all were talking about the tropical milkweed, cutting it back. Uh, Mine yeah. are blooming, and you know all this. If I cut them back, it's just right above the ground. Will it, they come back that plant uh, over next year? Because the tropical, uh-huh. yes. Okay, right. good. The, trop- good. the tropical even did a good job of coming back from the February freeze. Yeah. Yes, okay. Now, now, now yours are blooming now? Oh, yes, mine are blooming like crazy. And, Aren't uh, they pretty I, now? I, oh, yes, now, they you, are. After you hang up, I want you to go out and cut all those beautiful blooms I off. I know okay? it. Well, I will. I will if you guys say I should. And oh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, Jerry is advocating that. I'm not saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry told you to cut them down. Just strip the leaves he off. He said, kiss them goodbye. Uh-huh. <laughs> strip the leaves okay. off and all those beautiful blooms. And, you know, the only cut thing I have off. to say about that is, you know, then you don't, if you cut them off, how I've got a lot of mine is op- the pods opening and flying across the air and landing and growing new ones. So if you... If, if, if we want more milkweed in the area, it seems like it defeats the purpose to go cutting the blooms off. Do you not hear what we have said? It'll the leaves will poison the butterflies. The, <laughs> yeah. the it'll Calvin help her out. It'll yeah, keep. Don't, yeah, don't don't be it'll encouraging. Keep, it'll keep the poor butterflies here till they freeze yeah. their wings off trying to go yeah. down to Mexico. Right. Jerry yeah. just. Doing, done his own research on this. I'm not sure. This <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. what that's what they're saying. Okay. Okay. And then I have right. another real 
I know y'all running yes. out of time, but I have a real quick question. Jerry, I'm okay. out trying to, I'm the one that you want the uh, Phoenix flocks, and I'm out. Is it too late to dig them for you? I'm on the north side of Canyon Lake, and I was going to deliver them at Millburgers with your name on it on Tuesday. Is that? Uh, right. uh, yeah, that will be great. Thank you. Very man. nice. Okay. I might so even I, give Milton one. Yay, I like Phoenix flocks. <laughs> okay. They're well, so listen, good. Okay, well, that sounds wonderful, and thank you for the information. And y'all okay, have a thank you, Pam. You take care. We'll look forward to next weekend. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you then. Ma'am, did you want to ask your question on the air? Oh, sure. All right, we'll just come on and start talking. We got you. You'll be on the air. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to know if the maroon blue bonnets are the same height and width as ladybirds. No. Oh. The ladybird raw blue is blue. Well, no, no, the I height mean, and width. When they grow. Oh, yeah, they're the same. They're all the same. Yeah, okay. they're all uh, uh, Lupinus texensis. They're all out of the same one. Perfect. Well, and that's... Uh, you, you didn't yeah. get into that burnt orange over there. No, even though I'm a longhorn. Oh. <laughs> My daughter's Way to an go. Aggie. All right, there you go. <laughs> Good sweet. for you. Those are pretty plants, aren't they? They are. I can't wait. <laughs> cool. Thank you. What else did you get? Uh, I think oh, is that your uh, cart out there? Yeah, the... I've gone blank. Oh, okay. Oh, the Homestead Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you get any of those uh, uh, Laura Bush potatoes? Or do you have no, those? I haven't. I'll go over and look at them. Yeah, That's you'll the like last those. Of them oh, right oh there. there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what? Once you get them, they'll be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy. That is easy. I need all the help I can Yeah, get. <laughs> even even we T-sips can do that. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, got about a minute and a half. Anything we need to wrap up with? or? No, it's just been a wonderful week in terms of weather. And yeah. Plants are responding to it, and uh, we expect. So get get that fall garden. I mean, the winter garden in if you're going to get it in, because uh, you got to take advantage of it pretty quick. Yeah, I'm going to try to get uh, the Thanksgiving recipes. Oh on, yeah. On, well, they are already on the internet, but I'm all, I'm going to put them on the main page. You stuff possum in the. No, I'm still working on that. Okay. But uh, I'll have Milton's pecan pie mm-hmm. recipe. And then with we, a with a quote by Milton on the side <laughs> of the pan to use. Okay. And uh, cook them in the oven until the tops of uh, top nuts burst into fire. Right. right. It was Cajun style. It was blackened yeah, pecan pie. Yeah, black blackened pecan pie. But the good thing about it, it's buttermilk pecan. Yeah, it's and good. So you can take the burnt nuts off and, and eat I, them. And I can't take credit for it. Who is the woman that that? My dog. No, no, no. The the pie oh, originated uh, uh, in Wilson County. In, in, uh, Poppy. Poppy. Okay, we got to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.